Good morning. Thank you for worshiping with us, whether in person, through live stream, podcast, or sermon by phone. We thank all that make these services happen. We wish to remind you that our in-person service is live streamed on our YouTube channel, Virtual Trinity UCC Summerside. Offering plates will continue to be available at the entrances, so please check the bulletin for other ways to give or contact the church office if you require assistance. As we continue our Lenten journey through Holy Week, we wish to invite you to share in devotions and services for this upcoming week. At each entrance, you will find a sheet of Holy Week information, including devotionals for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, information on the combined worship services for Monday, Thursday at the Summerside Presbyterian Church, Thursday at 7.30, and the Good Friday service here at Trinity at 10.30 a.m. on Friday. For all other information on the life and work of Trinity, a copy of the bulletin can be found on Trinity's website, trinitysummerside.ca, or available by contacting the church office. We acknowledge that the land upon which we gather is unceded Mi'kmaq territory. Epiquit, Prince Edward Island, is covered by the historic treaties of peace and friendship. We pay our respects to the indigenous Mi'kmaq people who have occupied this island for over 12,000 years, past, present, and future. And I now call on the Chair of Trinity Council, Kelly D'Agostino, to share an announcement with us all. Good morning. I was enjoying watching your faces, watching them. (laughs) Um, So I'm really pleased to share an exciting announcement with everyone today. Um, Further to the vision that was set out by Trinity back in 2018, um, we're going to be moving forward with the United Church of Canada's required process to become an acknowledged affirming ministry. The work includes partnering with the United Affirm team with direct support from a dedicated Affirming Ministry coordinator. I'm going to share the following with you from the Affirm United website. It reads, in order to become an Affirming Ministry, your ministry will work with an educational and through a discernment process. It's designed to help you reflect on what it means to be inclusive. It evaluates your ministry's openness to the ongoing work of being intentional about how it includes others within the life and work of your ministry. We expect that you will look at a variety of areas that may be barriers to those coming to your community. Age, gender, race, ability, class, economic status, and in particular to the affirming ministry, gender identity, expression, and sexualities. The advice we've received from many affirming ministries is that this discussion should include as many groups within your ministry as possible from your governing body to your staff, choir, adult groups, spirituality groups, youth outreach, and more. So the first step for us in this process is to form a Trinity Affirm team. At this time, we're asking for anyone who feels called to do this important work to contact the church office, and we'll take it from there. There are several resources available to support us in this process. In our bulletin next week, we'll be printing this announcement, as well as sharing a link to a uh, step process um, 
for how to become an affirming, affirming ministry, and we've provided printouts of those steps at each entrance that you could pick up on your way out this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, Kelly. And there's a lot of energy in the church this Palm Sunday. And with that energy, we are so thankful. I'm the Reverend Rachel Campbell. I'm the minister here at Trinity United Church. And today, let us prepare ourselves for worship. Today we light the Christ candle as a sign and symbol of Christ's presence with us. Let us join our voices in the call to worship. 
we come singing great Hosanna to Christ the King. Hosanna, O great Hosanna. We come waving the palm branches and laying them on the pathway to the walls of Jerusalem. Hosanna, O great Hosanna. like to invite Bernadette to lead us in the gathering prayer. Loving God, we are preparing the way. Holy God, we are preparing the way. Shouting Hosanna to 
Forgiving God, we are preparing the way. We enter through the gates, making our way with you. Amen. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need to be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life.
And so we begin just outside the gates. The gates of holiness are wide open. The gates to our own understanding of our Christian faith. Prophecy at the threshold of revelation. We are part of the crowd shouting Hosanna in the highest. We're part of the crowd laying down palm branches at Jesus, as Jesus passes through. Our voices are intertwined. Hosanna, great Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Ride on, ride on. has come to tell us what was witnessed. What happened as they neared the walls with us waiting in the crowd? Tell us what you saw. Well, I was there. I witnessed the whole thing. When they neared Jerusalem, arriving at Bethpage on Mount Olive, Jesus sent two of his disciples with these instructions. You'll go to the village across from you. You will find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. Now, if anybody asks, what are you doing? Say, the master needs them, and he will send them with you. Now, this is the whole story that was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter, look, your king's on his way, posed and ready, mounted on a donkey, 
on a colt, a foal of a packed animal. Now, the disciples did exactly what Jesus asked them to do. They led the donkey and colt out. They laid some of their garments and clothes on them. And Jesus mounted. Now, nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. Now, others... They cut the branches off the trees and threw them down. It's a welcome mat. Now crowds went ahead and crowds followed. All of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son. Blessed is he that comes in God's name. Hosanna in the highest heavens. When he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Now, unnerved people were asking, what is going on here? Who is this? And the prayed crowd, they answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth, in Galilee.
Did we really know what was going on? Did we really understand what was happening in that moment? There was something different about this Jesus. He looked ready for something that we couldn't understand. What was he preparing for? What did he know that we didn't? a follower of Jesus. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. 
He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death, and the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all, to the glorious honor of God the Father. was preparing from a place of knowing, a place of deep understanding, a place where earthly and heavenly meet, God with us. The road was prepared from the glorious entry through the gates of Jerusalem to the hill of Calvary. The time would be coming. I am a disciple of Jesus, and when Jesus, Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the courtyard of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and they conspired to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, not during the festival, or there may be a riot among the people.
We will soon be at the foot of the cross once again. We will remember. We will ask ourselves, were you there? We will feel the darkness surround us, and we will mourn. We will be heavy laden. We will weep. We will cry out. Our cries will change from ones of great joy to ones of great sorrow. Thank God, because he is good, because his love never quits. Tell the world, Israel, his love never quits. And you, clan of Aaron, his love never quits. And you who fear God, join in, his love never quits. I didn't die, I lived, and now I'm telling the world what God did. God tested me, he pushed me hard, but he didn't hand me over to death. Swing wide the city gates, the righteous gates. I'll walk right through and thank God. This temple gate belongs to God, so the victors can enter and praise. Thank you for responding to me. You've truly become my salvation. The stone the masons had discarded as flawed is now the cape stone. This is God's work. We rub our eyes, we can hardly believe it. This is the very day that God acted. Let's celebrate and be festive. Salvation now, God, salvation now. Oh yes, God, a free and full life. Blessed are you who enter in God's name. From God's house, we bless you. God is God. 
he bathed us in his light, adorned the shrine with garlands, hang colored banners over the altar. You are my God, and I thank you, O oh my God. I lift high your praise. Thank God, he is so good. His love never quits. Today, we took you on a journey, a journey up to the gates of Jerusalem. This week, we encourage you all to read those scriptures that take us up to the gates of Jerusalem, that lead us through and take us to the foot of the cross. And today, I want to acknowledge our actors who are able to put all of this together and to bring us up to those gates. First, our narrator, Kelly. And then we have our witness, Keith, follower of Jesus, Lily, our disciple, Kevin, our very much Celtic spiritualism wisdom, Gwen, and I'm pretty sure in saying this, be it if it was original Trinity players or the Take Two, members of the Take Two Trinity players, that our youngest ever stage manager, Eloise. Let's give her a round of applause. And she's got the t-shirt to prove it. She's got the t-shirt to prove it. And also, I want to thank Brenda. Brenda has journeyed with us, our sound tech, has journeyed with us all throughout this production. So thank you. Let's give her a round of applause. And we cannot forget Louise and our choir, amazing. And Kathy, I want you to stand up. Kathy, I, she deserves an amazing round of applause. You were bringing tears to my actors' eyes back there as they were listening to you. Very, very joy-filled tears. So thank you, Kathy, for that wonderful. Thank you so much. God bless.
That's a hard act to follow. This week I learned two new expressions, anticipatory grief and anticipatory joy. Anticipatory grief is when you're expecting something that you will be grieving, such as perhaps the imminent death of a a loved one. Anticipatory joy is when you're expecting something that's going to make you happy. Perfect example would be a child waiting for Christmas Day. As we enter the season of Easter, we anticipate the grief of the crucifixion on Friday, followed by the joy of Resurrection Sunday. I recently related a story to Reverend Rachel, which she asked me to share with you this morning. A number of years ago, my parents spent a year in Nigeria. <clears throat> Excuse me. After they were settled in their new home, they received visits regularly from a young lad in the neighborhood wanting to sell thorn carvings to them. On one particular visit, which happened to be several days before Easter, my mom invited him in as usual. And then when he was leaving, she cheerfully wished him Happy Easter. He turned to her and corrected her, Oh no, ma'am, we can't be happy until Sunday. Anticipatory joy in the message of Easter, in a nutshell. Another quote I came across this weekend, and I can't remember who said it, so I can't acknowledge it. One of the benefits of being human is that we have evolved to find happiness in sharing with others. This Easter, sharing what you have with a donation to M&S is a type of anticipatory joy, knowing that it will, without any doubt, help someone somewhere. Your gifts are always appreciated. Thank you, Sharon. When Sharon and I were talking about her sharing that story with you this morning, she said, I don't know how I'm going to tie it all together. And I said, you're brilliant. You will, you will tie it together. She did a wonderful job. She is absolutely brilliant. We bring our gifts. We bring our stories. We bring our time. We share with one another. And for that, we pause within any service to recognize that, to lift it up, and to offer a time of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we bring our gifts. Bless them and bless us. We pray that the gifts received here today aid in the betterment of this world, that love is revealed through them, nourishment offered, and healing initiated. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
loving God, we are now at the gates. We are now ready to journey towards the cross. Prepare us. Be with us. Journey with us. Oh, great God of great love, wake us. Help us to see you. Help us to respond into this world with love.
alert, to stand firm in the faith, to be valiant and strong, but let all that you do be done out of love. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen.